0: Welcome to the MLS Leadership Show. I'm Myrna Selsler and I'm the host of the show and founder of the Million Dollar Broker Program, building momentum and leverage in a real estate brokerage. Over the past decades, I've been a broker owner of two successful real estate offices in two very different marketplaces. We work with real estate brokers to overcome the barriers that prevent them from achieving a million dollar net to them business. We help brokers reduce turnover, improve productivity, and have predictable sales growth. We're always on the lookout for talented brokers willing to share their secret sauce in running a successful brokerage. Stick around to the end of the show and you'll find out how you can be our next guest and share your unique message about how you lead your brokerage. Hi, it's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show, founder of The Million Dollar Broker, and I'm here today with Brandon Baines. Of It's Already Sold out of Atlanta, Georgia. So welcome, Brandon. So glad that you could join us, join me today.
1: Thank you, Miss Salter. I appreciate the opportunity to come on to your show. This is a great experience.
0: So, Brandon, it um, it's been quite recent since you started your your brokerage and you've got a, a few unique twists to it. So can you let's go back. How did you even come to decide to start a brokerage? And then we'll feed into that.
1: Wow. so how I started to come and starting a brokerage was I actually was shopping around for different brokerages throughout Atlanta, and I never none of them felt like it was unique. It felt like they were all kind of cookie cutter. They were all kind of the same style. And for me, my business model was more about educating and empowering the customer um to the customer being
0: the end the house homeowner or home seller.
1: The homeowner and the home seller, okay. um, to make sure that they have more money aligned and by more being more experts in the industry. So really understanding your city, your community, and your county, so that you can understand how that can actually leverage not only the consumer but the agent. Because if they know where the cities are going, then they'll be able to align their customer to understand what's going on and how they can plan their their real estate endeavors. Um, and no brokerage really specializing in that. It was kind of like, well, we specialize in marketing. We want you to market, 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 get yourself out there exposure. And I'm like, I know you can market, but I always was thought or taught that, you know, let the professionals do what professionals do. So I was like, Instead of me trying to be a market expert, a marketing expert, let's make the agent become a real estate expert and then let marketing be taken out by another person. So that's why we have our own marketing team physically with it already so that the agent can actually focus on what they do best, which is getting leads, understanding um, lead generation, as well as understanding the city and the community so that they can be a focal point for the customer so they'll make decisions right.
0: Okay. So you have a marketing department and what exactly does the marketing department do? What burdens do they relieve from the agents?
1: So with with my agency, what we do is we actually, we understand what the agent's direct customer is, not what our business goal is, but what is your ideal customer? What does that look like for you? Because you have to understand what your ideal customer is, who you want to work with, And how does that transcend with your everyday life? So when I tell people, when they're looking at a buyer, they're looking at a customer, they're looking at price point. So that means that you have to know, if you're looking for a million dollar customer, you have to know what a million dollar customer thinks like and talks like, because if I gave you a customer that does do million dollar real estate, they're going to have a special lifestyle that they're accustomed to. And for an agent, in order to get to that level, you have to be able to communicate and understand their lifestyle. So my marketing team actually specializes in making sure that, okay, if this is your customer and how we can transition this to your business, we have to make sure your whole marketing campaign speaks to this consumer. So she breaks down everything. She gives them actually a DNA segment of them and their business, what their goals are, who they want to reach, how their audience looks, and what their audience actually typically does in a day. And then that gets the breakdown from their actual understanding. And then she recreates everything for them. So for me, like with It's Already Sold, I have a specific client that I look for developers. And then I also, because I'm in It's Already Sold and my brokerage specializes in developers, I also have the customer, well, the agent side of the business. So how does my average agent look? What is my average agent that I'm looking for in that market? And so when she breaks all that down, she creates the whole platform based off of who I'm actually marketing my my services to, or my actual client to.
0: Okay. So do you have a, an avatar per se for your ideal agent? Like who
1: are you looking for that fits this? So tell, tell us about that. So my ideal uh, agent is, I think her name is, uh, is Katrina. She is um, a woman. She's actually looking for leadership and guidance. She's probably have maybe one or two children. Um, she drives around in a, they said Toyota Corolla, um, and she's really trying to get more understanding of the real estate, but actually find out what her niche is. And she's going to look for a lot of leadership. She's going to look for a lot of development, and she's also going to be a go getter. She's very ambitious, and I um, and that's what I, and actually every person on my team, every every yeah, every one of my agents are women. That's. I mean, even though industry is mainly predominantly women, but actually one of the agents was a direct fit. That is so interesting (laughs) because
0: that's what I did, too, Um, because there's something in your mind called the reticular activating system. And so they call another word for it is the red car syndrome. So when you like when you know what you want and you're really clear what you want and it shows up, you see it. If you don't know what you want, everything is okay. And, it, and I had, I had mine broken down to the car too. And I'd see people pull into my parking lot. I think you're not my person. You're driving the wrong car. <laughs> like literally it's, that is so interesting. And um, what happened too, is it took me like I had this, I was determined. And then for the first 90 days, I got nobody that thought, Ooh, bad idea. Maybe you shouldn't do this. And then I got one and like attracts like, so I got another and another. So what's happening with you? How's your recruiting endeavors going with, With that?
1: So, our recruiting endeavors are going great. Um, We've actually signed up uh, two agents um, just recently, last month or so. And then we're also, so now that we're more specializing in new construction and development, we're actually more poised to go after agents, not necessarily seasoned agents, because I wanted to actually train all my agents from the ground up. Um, We've been able to actually get our our message across where women or or people my client or my my agents are more in line like okay I see where you're going. You actually do mentor, you actually do trade. And and mostly what she also stated to us in our um in our DNA segment was you're going to get a lot of word of mouth for some reason, this is what you, your expertise, like you may do social media, some people might come, but word of mouth is going to be your biggest audience. So it's been a lot of word of mouth. Um, a lot of people are kind of inquiring and they're also like, well, what makes you different? And so we've been getting a little bit more deeper dive into how we can change the real estate industry. So it's been very unique. I mean, I can't, I can't say it enough. Like it's very profound.
0: And the clarity you must have, so you know who to say yes to, who to say no to, and is is speaking from experience. Do not waver from that because I wavered once, and that was a that was a gong show because <laughs> I thought how bad could it be? It could be pretty bad. Don't so keep keep that clarity. Um, the other thing that I see you doing because we're going to talk about culture is with all, I think of um a relationship is like a single thread, and so you've got that single thread, you've got. Co- Katrina with her Corolla car. And that's one thread. And then you help her learn something. It's another thread and another, when you show her how to do a contract, when you show her how to prospect and suddenly you're building a rope, she's never going to leave you.
1: Exactly. Um, And what, and, and the craziest thing is my actual tagline is building relationships one home at a time. So we also implement the process of making sure that even with me building a relationship with my agent, that. My information draws down to the consumer because I want to make sure that they're getting the same experience that I'm going to provide to my agent from that as well. And that's how we kind of build that thread that builds and gets stronger and stronger like a rope, like you were saying. And that's what I'm all about is like, I really want to, I want to support everybody. I want everybody to win. I think there's, like I tell everybody, they print money every day. So why isn't it? Why are we all battling about the same dollar? Because I don't care about your consumer. Cause I can tell you now there's gonna be certain conversations. I know my ideal customer. So I know, like if I have conversations with certain people, I'm not gonna speak out to them. I knew exactly what my target audience is, I know who I want to talk to every day, and that's who I go after. I'm not trying to take every customer because what I think about probably won't match or mesh with everybody else. Some people think I'm too analytical. I think too far. So i will be like, let me draw back. And then it's kind of like, I'm not in my comfort mode. Like some people like, well, I I used to wear suits and I'd be like, well, you shouldn't wear suits. If that's what you're comfortable in and wearing jeans or, or comfortable, that's what your comfort matter is. My developer used to tell me like, why do you go into the community with a suit on? And I'm like, I just feel comfortable in a suit. That's but I'm working, walking in dirt. I'm doing it. It doesn't make a difference to me. And I know who I am. So, and some people are just not your people. Exactly. And that's okay. Yeah. Everything's not meant for you. And you know, as long as you can plant that seed to help the other person grow and maybe they might find the agent that's for them.
0: So how did you get so much clarity around this? Did you go through a period of pain? Um,
1: so I got a lot of clarity, pain, Pain wasn't the one for my consumer aspect of it. it. It was really about understanding what I wanted to do in real estate. Um, I would say my pain really came from me knowing my niche, knowing exactly how to compose what I've understood in real estate and how I could trans- transition that into a consumer element. Um, I think my biggest pain was me working for a developer and understanding People come into you every day and a developer is a business. They don't care about the understanding of a customer. And if they lose $1,000 earnest money, this is a check. And so I seen people lose earnest money. I seen people where as though they have waited years to get a house built and they don't understand anything. And so when I started building my culture and my team and my my business, I kind of started saying like, well, everybody comes to this community. But they interested in new construction, but because so many people come in new construction, they really don't understand real estate. They're just buying a house and they're like, oh, well, we're just going to buy it. And I had to struggle for a very long time because I was like a what somebody used to say? I used to download on them um, when I went to a, one of the uh, developers, and I interviewed one of them. And she was like, "You just download. You just send a whole bunch of data, and they pro and people can't process that like that." And so I realized that like I was losing a lot of customers because I gave out so much information that they didn't really want to buy. So what I had to do was I had to start to tweak my conversation so that people could kind of be digestible. Like, all right, let me give you some information, but I'm going to give you enough so that you can make an understanding, but you also, you come back with a lot more knowledge. Mm-hmm. And our agent came to my community one day and she was like, and I was just walking with her. I mean, she's been seasoned. She was like, you don't need to sit in the community. She said, you really need to be out in front of people. And I was like, oh, okay. But I'm working for a developer. I'm like, I'm not leaving my payday for this.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, that's interesting to get that clarity
1: and understanding of you. Yeah, I mean, it took a lot. I mean, I soul search, even to this day, I still soul search for making sure that I'm aligned with the clarity, making sure that I'm aligned with my goals, um, because I have to make sure that if I'm leading people, I have to lead them in the proper manner. I can't just be like, oh, yeah, well... I see this vision, but let's keep going and not pivoting. So, I um, when I do get my painful lessons, I'm really quick to pivot into a different direction if I have to, or if I didn't spend enough time on that actual um, that that marketing strategy.
0: Could you share one of your painful lessons with us?
1: Oh yeah. Um, my most painful lesson was I invested all this time and energy into an agent, and. They, I had, I invested everything into him. Um, it was, I mean, I think I was working for this agent. And like, like I just started my brokerage, so it was probably three four months. So he's like, "Yeah, I want to get on it," and I'm investing. Like, okay, well, I see your vision. I see where you can go. I see your trajectory. I'm gonna actually pay for your real estate school. Like I offered to pay for his real estate school. Pay for his real estate school. Um, I mean, to this day, he still has not passed his exam. Um, Uh and it's not even a part of him not want to pass it. It was just like his dedication to the company. It was like, it's overwhelming. It's too much. Um, and it really, it affected me because he was a close friend of mine as well, but because we were working so hard and he believed in my vision of just the company itself, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of let me understand that certain people aren't really there. They're there for you, but they don't really understand the hard work that it takes to get to where you at. And I know one of my biggest obstacles, like when I first got into real estate was like I drove from my developer's office and I was driving negative $500 in my account to go pick up my commission, like negative $500. My broker didn't pick up the check. We had to drive over. I had to drop to the attorney office to pick up the check from picking up the check you know most people they want the they need that the broker needs the money deposited in their account so i'm like i'm not getting paid today but i got negative 500 i gotta move my tires i need to get um i had to get uh what was it called Brakes in my car so this was all and i had orchestrated all this one day because i knew i was getting paid so i'm like yeah i'm gonna get this tire man friday i'm gonna move out this apartment i'm gonna move to this other area and i need this commission check so i'm driving up the road and i'm crying like literally crying. And I'm, I'm on the phone with the same person that I'm telling you about that supposed to been committed with me. And I'm telling him about this, like, man, I think I'm just this crazy. I'm crazy. Like I'm telling people I'm crazy. I'm like, I'm this crazy person. Says, so why am I following this, this real estate path? I, it hasn't panned out for me. I haven't really made no money. I'm about to get this check. And then I'm about to move and I'm gonna still keep working for this developer. And that, and telling him that, him being a part of that story and him knowing what I went through the process and then he just giving up off of just, well, you know, I don't really think I want to do this, but then you committed to me multiple times to one year here, two years here. Like we've been in it, like we've been talking. And I actually flew the person down to, to the state to work with me even outside of when I started my brokerage. Yes. So what my biggest takeaway from that was really like you invest in others, but you make sure you keep it in limited even for my agents, I have to see you want it. Like you have to come to me and say, look, I don't care. Teach me. I have a young guy now that's really like, just send me, like guide me into the YouTube channel and I'm gonna go from there. And he's been, he's been grasping it, but not putting too much energy into others, unless they put it into themselves, which has been one of my biggest uh, takeaways.
0: That is, that is a really big takeaway, a really big takeaway. And, um, you'll, I think as time marches on, you'll become more astute to that as well. But again, sometimes when I've made those mistakes, at least you've given him the grace of giving him the opportunity. The fact that he did not use it, you don't have that responsibility.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: So what do you do to build culture, to keep your people together and happy together?
1: So the, one of the biggest things we do is we do do what's called like a team building, um, every month, uh, I'm big into health and wellness, um, going out here, we're in Atlanta. So, you know, we got, um, stone mountain to run and hike. Um, also I'm a member of a gym membership. So I also bring my team to my gym and then we work out. So we did a workout one day. We're actually, um, now that it's getting warmer. we're going to do a stone mountain, excuse me, a stone mountain run. And, that just starts the culture because you can see what people's intensity levels are. You also get to see what people's determination and also get to see where people start to give and fail, but also being supportive and saying, hey guys, we can keep pushing this because your health is your wellness. So we have to mentally be aligned with our wellness by being able to say, I can go and pitfall through the stuff that I don't want to do, which is like working out. How many people don't want, I mean, want to work out? I mean, it's not fun.
0: nobody wants nobody, re- most people really don't want to work out, but to have the discipline and it's I always thought that going into real estate as a career, your first two years, you were going to learn more about yourself than you ever thought you wanted to learn. Like it's such personal growth because it, it's a tough gig.
1: And that's what I tell a lot of people. I'm like, man, 90%, like even people that come to the industry, I'm, I'm straight up, like 90% of people fail out within the first year. And then I tell them my story. Like I didn't make a dime my first year, $0. I pushed it. I did Uber, roadside assistance, everything. To make it so like even with my team building it's like what are you willing to sacrifice what are you willing to do to push through this are you sure you want to do this and then also being able to bring that collective like we we did a hot we did a thanksgiving um event at the office we mm-hmm. also did um we had a personal event with some of my friends and family where i actually brought my team and said hey if you guys want to kind of hang out and have some dinner because some people aren't from the state. Yeah. You're more than welcome to come on over. And so bringing that collab, that collaboration with everybody by mm-hmm. building that culture. And then also we're on a group text. I mean, I mean a lot of brokers do that. Um, we're on a group text. And then we make it like a, it's more like a family, but a business setting. Yes. So we try to keep it cultured. Whereas though we all understand that we all going to make mistakes. This is not the end of the road but also understanding that, hey, we have to understand what it is and holding people accountable. Like I had to talk to my associate broker one time and it was probably one of the, she, she's been, I mean, I've only been in industry for four years. She was 15 years in the industry. And I'm like, you're not handling your business like you're supposed to. Like no offense, but like, if this is your client, why would your client call me even though I gave her the lead? Like I shouldn't be talking to them. And I realized even when I was making my brokerage, I'm like, I had went off on a customer and I'm like, oh my goodness, you don't understand real estate. I'm telling you or being snappy with you because I'm trying to do the brokerage stuff and the agent's supposed to be handling the agent. So even being able to coach the agent and saying, hey, you know, you have to understand, treat this like a business. Like if you're mm-hmm. really about it, you, that customer will never call me because the communication, like I tell everybody, communication is upon the person that's communicating, so if the customer doesn't understand it, it's not on the customer that they was miscommunicated. Did you follow up and say, hey, what's going on? Did you check up with them and say, hey, um, I haven't see, heard anything about you. Do you want to do any showings? Because if you understood what their customer's needs are, you would have known that it was an immediate desire for them to buy a house. And that's yeah. one of the things they had to buy. So it was like, well, if you were so concerned or understood it, you would have that did that and you would have pushed that boat and actually closed this transaction which is what I've kind of learned in understanding a lot of my agents is really understanding their weak, their strengths and weaknesses and building on their strengths and then molding the weaknesses to become stronger.
0: So do you do any kind of um, profiling or assessments before you hire them so that you have a better understanding of who they are?
1: No, I don't do it um, on that basis. I kind of uh, have conversations with them. Um, Mm -hmm. So a little background about me is I actually was a super, I was a management and supermarket. So I've always managed individuals. And because I was 20, when I was managing these people, I've managed people up to 50 and I was at 20, like pretty much not even in college. So I could assess people. Really quickly, based off of just a conversation, seeing where their structure is and looking at their numbers, because you can, you know, you can pull that data and then you can kind of say, okay, this is your strength or weakness. Then I try to see where they can consult at, what's their strengths and weaknesses, and then build from there. Um, but I think in the future, I will be hiring like more of a, um, I mean, I'm hiring, but having a more of a business practice to actually pull the analy- analytical data to make sure I can. To validate what but
0: you're already thinking, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I
1: don't want to put no perceived. <laughs> self-perceived emotions on them yeah
0: yeah okay okay i did that and it was really enlightening because then i could have a heart-to-heart conversation with them about what i see potential weaknesses are based on who they were where would their best source of clients be and what clients would drive them absolutely crazy so it it gave a a more a a clearer definite definition of who they were and who they would attract again back to that like attracts like yes (laughs) yeah yeah and knowing that okay um what else would you like to share with us that you haven't that we haven't talked about, so that people can know more about about you and your vision for your future?
1: Okay, so uh, my vision for my future is um it's already sold is already a real estate brokerage. Um, what we're actually going to be specializing in, or what we do specialize in, is new construction and um, development services. So what we do is we take all the parts that the developer typically won't don't want to do, and we actually embark on that. So not only, you know, realis- build- developers only like, they like to build and construct. They have a vision. They want to execute that vision. And sometimes there's certain things that get in the way. So maybe community engagement. So is already so brokerage also does community engagement. So we go to the cities and the municipalities and we fight for those projects. We also hire architects outside. We have an attorney that does environmental law. Um, and then our marketing team, our marketing team specializes in making sure we get all- the message across. And say, for instance, developer just really doesn't have that envision. So what we do is we build that vision for them so that they can know what their company goals are, know what the area that they should be attacking because they have different, I think everybody has a, a characteristic that they like to follow. So for instance, some developers like to deal with Smyrna. So they need to know their ideal buyer. So we actually do what is called a DNA, a micro um, DNA segment for the developer and then what city they actually want to process and work in so that they can make sure that they know that their project actually aligns with their company or their city goals so that they can make more money. Um, so we, our, one of my philosophy is we're going to turn homeowners to investors from investors to developers. And that's our goal is to transition everybody so that they can understand how they can get in the industry. Because then at that point, I'm not chasing just one buyer. I'm going from a one buyer to now he's an investor. So he's gonna buy multiple houses from him. Now I'm gonna turn him into a developer. So now he's going to build me a pipeline. So now I can make income and I don't have to keep going after everyday home buyers. Because you want to, if you're in real estate, you want to be in a business of selling product. And sometimes homeowners aren't always the ones that want to sell. As we can see in this market right now, where a lot of people are kind of distant, don't want to really sell homes. Um, It's not a lot of inventory in the market. And we're trying to catch up on construction. So now it's about implementing the developers to be able to buy more land, also to help them get more strategic in line and, you know, figuring out what other opportunities there are in different cities or different counties so that they can make more opportunity for themselves. And then, of course, this is the nature of beast. Then we get business because we're helping them provide business. And so you're not getting one
0: listing; you're getting like 30 or 100 or 500 houses at a time.
1: So now and you that, can feed a team.
0: Yeah, that changes the cash flow for for everyone. And again, back to that string analogy, entrenches the relationship so that it's harder for, to break that relationship. Yeah. And as and you get want to teach my agents, offers, you need more agents
1: to take support that. And I want to teach the agents how to get developers. Like, So this is not just a market segment just for it's already sold. I want to teach the agent how they can transition their business to teach developers, I mean, investors to developers and and so on. So it's really about helping not only to become that business, but also to make multiple streams of that business, because there are some agents that that actually have a nick for helping investors. But how can you get your investor to the next level? And that's what it's all about is we all are growing in a rapid rate, but we also need to transition to make sure that that growth is anonymous, but you're having the support or infrastructure so that you can grow.
0: Wow. So you like you're really attracting people with a bigger view of their career, like if they have a really narrow view of their career and, and they may start now, but if you can see the potential for them to have a bigger scope of what their career could be, that those are who your
1: people are. Yes, that's exactly what it is. I even pitched one lady one time and it was hard because i it wasn't hard that I pitched her. It was hard that I gave her such a wide vision because she was just like, oh yeah, I want to be a real estate agent. And she told me about her past. And I was like, oh, I have an entire strategy for you. And I threw it out there. And she was like, wow. But she wanted me not signing up. And I'm like, this is like the, like, when I mean you could have, she, she had three, I had gave her, three different business lines of business that she could have made money off of on each segment just based off of what she did in the past and she could still be a real estate agent and make money on the side she didn't even think about that and I was like oh I'll mentor you and guide you on that, just alone. And then I have a, you know, marketing team that can help make sure that mission, that mission and objective gets out there. And like I said, she didn't sign up, um, but Did you
0: just was it just too much for her to like? Was it out of her comfort zone? She couldn't envision. Do you think?
1: I believe it was too much out of her comfort zone because she was fairly, she was very new into the industry. But the previous job was enough information where though so she, could, she used that job to actually elevate her, her um, actual um, lead base. And that's why I was like, you already know it. You know what to look for. So it's easy for you to do or not. And then if you need, and like, even for me as my as being a broker, I don't even mind. Like I told my agents, I'll go on a listing appointment for you. Like I'll go with you, coach you, teach you how to do it. Because I, I mean, if I'm going on a listing appointment for you, your buyer, this is nothing to me. I'm talking to people that's got 250 lots. So you got to imagine the conversation that I have to know in order to do that. So I'm like, yeah. if I go to one listing appointment, I can sell this in a minute. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's so interesting. And I think about comfort zone, I remember when I started in real estate for me, because I was like 24, right? Wow. To ask yeah, for a thousand dollar deposit, like, because I didn't have a thousand dollar deposit. And then at the end, I'm sort of going like for a certain kind of pro- I want 100 grand or like, let's not even talk like whatever, like, right. and it did just roll, but it took a while for it to roll like that.
1: Yes. Yeah, and it's building up the confidence. And that's what I try to teach the agents is like, it's okay. Like, you don't have to be confident right now, but I want to instill so much knowledge that you are confident. Yes. And that's the biggest thing is you have to instill that knowledge. And I thought like a lot of brokers, they kind of like, not every broker, because there's great brokers out there. But sometimes when I got caught up in Keller Williams, when I first got initially in, it was like, they didn't give me that confidence. They just said, go out there and go get the month, like go out here and just start lead base. And I'm like, well, what am I supposed to talk to them about? Like, I don't know. And now I give my agents a lot more to talk about. Like, look, you can talk about the city. You can talk about the county. You can talk about this. You can talk about the market. I mean, there's a lot of interesting, though, because you did have that piece of
0: pain where you were not taught about what to talk about. That's become your philosophy of your business. So Mm -hmm. there there was the seed of your business when that happened.
1: Exactly. That Is I mean, that not interesting. Is that not interesting? You really brought it all in full text because I never thought about it that way. But you're honestly right. Because I didn't have that, that's what really drove me to get deeper dive. Because again, I was just a regular real estate agent. Then I got into, I want to be a developer. I want to be this. I want to be that. And it was like studying all those industries. Once I understood the top of the food chain, I studied it and broke it down to all the bottom. And then I understood how I can transition myself or my team to make it work. So yeah. And the
0: gift is The absolute greatest gift is that you are willing to share that.
1: Yeah, I'm a big share.
0: That is the foundation of your brokerage. Oh, Brandon, this has been so much fun chatting with you. So, thank you very much for giving giving your time and your talent and your insights. Because I'm I'm sure sure our audience will get lots out of this.
1: Yes, I can't wait. I appreciate the time. Um, Check us out at it'salreadysold. dot com, and I would love to you know sit down and chat with any agent that's trying to look to mature their business or grow. I mean, it's all about you know sharing the knowledge.
0: Yes. And I'm so looking forward to that. So again, it's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show, founder of the Million Dollar Broker. And I've been with Brandon Baines of It's Already Sold out of Atlanta, Georgia. So thanks, Brandon. Thanks for listening to the MLS Leadership Show. If you're a real estate broker, owner, or manager, and would like to be a guest on the show, please visit mlsleadership.com slash guest. If you got some value out of this interview, subscribe below and share this on your social media. Hashtag MLS show. Download us in your podcast player right now. Please give us a thumbs up rating and review the show. Share the value you receive from listening in. Connect with me via social media. Check out our website at mlsleadership.com and see if there's some ideas you can use in your own brokerage. It's Myrna Selsler with the MLS Leadership Show and founder of The Million Dollar Broker. Thanks for listening.